everyone, and welcome to the Marvelous Podcast, where we talk about all the TV and movies coming out of Marvel as part of the MCU. And today we're talking Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I'm joined as ever by Laura and Abby. Hello. Good evening. And now that Laura has gone to widescreen, let's cut straight over for a <laughs> for insight. <laughs> Laura, what did you think of this film? Um, overall, I loved it. Uh, I found it incredibly moving and a really effective eulogy for Ch- T'Challa and with him Chadwick. Um, performances were excellent, which is a big thing that I always focus on. And I really enjoyed the introduction of Namor. However, there's just way too much going on. It didn't ruin the film for me, but um, if we're going to talk about it for, <laughs> for a little while as we do, um, outside the T'Challa bookends, it just felt a bit messy, overstaffed, not enough time for everything that, that was in there. So too many components and characters, and often that meant that a lot of them didn't feel developed enough, um, or it just felt like, oh, oh I wanted more time with mm-hmm. that character. Um, and so everything just felt a bit thinly spread, despite two hours and 41 mm-hmm. minutes runtime. Mm-hmm. So overall, loved it. I have I some notes. Look forward to receiving your notes. Thank you very much. Uh, Abby, <laughs> who I'm guessing is Son's notes. Abby, what did I you think? Son's notes, indeed. Um, but I never remember to read them until the end anyway, and then I can't read them. And then it's, you know, <laughs> so it seems, let's try without, shall we? <laughs> Try without. So I have some notes. Um, (laughs) I was I was slightly disappointed. I like there were there were things by which I was absolutely not disappointed, Um, and Mm -hmm. quite a few of them. And I think that also sort of shows that there is an awful lot in this film. Like there are a large number of things that I thought were wonderful. I think, as you say, um, everything around T'Challa and. Chadwick and and I thought that was beautifully done like without reservation or comment or anything really it was just very beautiful very moving from my perspective very good maybe got something to say about the end but we'll get there um the bulk of it though I just I heard Matthew in the back of my mind talking about how they just love to make people fight each other and once I'd realized that that was actually what they were going to do, I just sat there going, why? Why must you? I am tired. Mm-hmm. And you are welcome to correct me if I'm wrong. But didn't we do this in Captain America's Civil War? I feel like we did this where people, you know, lots of people here and you meet some people here and then they fight each other. I mean, as we know, I'm not the most reliable source on Civil War. But I vaguely think that was in it. And it is just that kind of thing where it's like, I don't, I just don't want to see this. (laughs) Could I suggest that every Marvel film is someone fights somebody? Yeah. So are you talking about it's their heroes or at least people we have some sympathy towards that you don't want to see fighting each other? You introduce, you unlock a whole new level of the Marvel world. Mm. And now we have to have them pick a fight with Wakanda yeah who we like (laughs) why why must we and why must we kind of use this sort of I I understand that we want to do the kind of grief storyline about burn it all down like that is you know it's it's a it's a thing it's I like that the film explores all those things but I just I felt like of all the people Wakanda could have a fight with Mm -hmm. 
I can't believe that was the bulk of this film. I was I was quite taken aback. It, I don't know. Mm. I don't really know what to think. I don't think I would have liked that. I'm, I'm trying to think of anyone I would have liked to, to see them. Yeah, I, I was like, going to ask, yeah. you know, what would you have wanted instead of that then? And maybe that's something to dwell on and, and return yes. if, if the inspiration hits you. I think let's mm. let's come back to that because mm. I, I have I have a thought. Okay. But okay. I'll probably need to make it into words at some point. Mm. Matthew, what do you think? Um I, I enjoyed it. Um it's not Black Panther One. Um I'm trying to apply the Doctor Strange Two philosophy to this. That enjoying it in the cinema in the moment does not necessarily make it enjoyable or good. Um, mm-hmm. that one that I came out of going, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then I thought about it and went, oh no, 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 no. Um, See, you just shouldn't think, Matthew. <laughs> well, <clearly, yeah. laughs> We'd all be a lot happier um, if we just didn't. I'll think. tell you what improved this for me. We talked at the end of last year, beginning of this year, I was going to cut off my source sources of... <laughs> Listen to the look that I got when I said I was going to cut something off. Um, I was going to cut off my sources of information for Marvel and stop indulging in that. And, of course, we should say at the beginning there are going to be full spoilers. We're going to discuss every part of this. So if you don't know anything, you should be listening. But, you know, please carry on. And you also should have read the the show notes where we always Exactly, exactly. Um, I didn't know Namor. Was it in this? In the Underground, underground <gasps> you didn't. Kingdom? I didn't. Oh, I didn't wow. know Riri Williams was in this. Oh, you did very I, well. I thought this was just going to be a Wakanda thing. So so in some ways, it was like, oh, cool, they're introducing this thing. They're introducing that. That's, you know, great and, and fine. That then is coupled with my ongoing thing of Marvel of stop setting up the next property with this property, mm. which I feel cer- certainly the Ironheart stuff, that's all that was there for, and particularly the Martin Freeman stuff. I feel everything in America could be excised from this film and the film wouldn't change, but fine. Um, Abby, you said it's like Captain America Civil War. It's like Black Panther 1, and I don't come to a sequel for the same thing. The the, the, the fact that the core thing in this is the ideology of do we try to make peace with the world or do we try to attack the world? And, And that debate coming down to a big... Who's got the kickiest kick fight? Um, so it's a little it's disappointing in those terms that you know I feel like we're revisiting the same thing because that was the thing everyone loved about Black Panther, like the fact you mm. could watch it and go, I don't necessarily disagree with Killmonger, so perhaps maybe you know this is the best villain they've ever done. I, I feel like they've tried to do that again and possibly to the same level of success, but you know they're just doing the same thing they did before. And at the same time, Abby, the, the thing I think you're talking about is power creep, which has been a big discussion in the Destiny gaming world recently of, like, they introduced weapons in year one, and then in year two, they had to make new weapons that people would want, so they're slightly more powerful. And then year three, they're slightly more powerful. And then year four, and, and by now, we're revisiting the year one weapons and making them more powerful. And everything, every time, it's, it's you know, making everything slightly more powerful. It's like, we have to have Wakanda fighting someone, so we kind of have to have a civilization who's as good as them, but actually, on water, they're even better. So let's, you know... And it's just, stop introducing the next thing that's more powerful than the thing we've already established is powerful. And I, I don't know, give me more reasons for it other than an increase in power level. Mm. Yeah. 
Thanks. I think you're right. <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> no, it's um, it's really interesting with that as to, you know, who would they fight? And and the, the problem is because they've got vibranium, mm-hmm. there's not really anyone else that could go up against them. Um, but, well, unless we go out of space. Um, and there's something else that, you know, space vibranium. Mm-hmm. Oh, vibranium is space vibranium, isn't it? Because it comes from The planet from where vibranium comes from or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to end up there at some point, cool. aren't we? Never thought of that before. Vibranos. By oh, Vibranos. Vibranos. I don't know. No, that, no, no, no. Vibranos, I'm with it. Um, I really liked Namor, even without having the surprise, because I've divorced myself a little bit, but I still sneak peeks okay. as to what's coming up. And I thought he was great. Hmm. Uh, didn't know anything about him, other than he wore very little clothes and was a bit of a jerk. From the comics mm-hmm. was my understanding, um, and I'm pleased they put a slightly larger underpants on him than there have been in the comics. Um, but I thought the design of him was fantastic. I thought the character development on him was good, um, and I thought the actor Tenochtitlan Mejia um, performed him really well. Um, but what I would have preferred to see, as I am giving my notes, is. <laughs> What they did with Black Panther in Civil War, where we got to meet Black Panther, Mm -hmm. and that was it. And then we had a film where we went back with him to Wakanda, Mm. and then we could have all of the time with this amazing world. Here, if we'd just had Namor, or even just Namor and his immediate lieutenants, you'd have to have a different story. But with that small aside... And then we could have, in a future film, doesn't need to be a Namor film, but just another film where there isn't quite so much packed in... Then we could go and see their their world, um, Telecan. Because for this, it, I don't know, Telecan just felt really flat for me because there just wasn't enough time. And all the care and love and attention that went into building Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And then it just, I'm sure there was a lot of effort went into it, but just because of the amount of time we could have, it just felt really flat to me. Against then this, this fantastic character Namor that they've created. I mean, his two lieutenants, Namora and... I have no idea what Axeman's called. Um, I have no idea. They looked amazing. The design was amazing for both of them. I have no idea about their personalities at all. Um, they seem violent and, and good fighters, and that's it. And if you think with words Wakanda, when we met all of these different characters, it was so rich. Um, and again, I just think there's too much crammed in with that, with Riri, um, with um, some other stuff. Oh, the T'Challa stuff. No, I, I just just too much. I, I didn't. I didn't quite feel like there was too much because I felt mm. that there was so much I could quite easily cut from, particularly the fight sequences. Um, and and I did feel like we we spent quite a lot of time um with Namor and the world and and so on. I loved him. I absolutely loved him. I just to mm. put that there, and I thought it was a really interesting. Like they obviously worked very hard on the whole kind of recharacterizing um, Atlantis in into the Mayan culture, and mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant, mm. really interesting, and great evidence of work and care and thought and everything we we've seen um, with Black Panther one. And I think I think it's I was just disappointed because I just wanted better than. <laughs> We've just met these new people who have just declared war on the surface, mm-hmm. and like, and here we are, and we're already in ultimatum territory. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I think I just I found the whole construct of that. Like the, it, they had to work so hard to get them to fight each other. With you know, it was really like, how are we gonna make them do it? And it's mm -hmm. like, why just just not? Why why do that? Why why not do something else? Because because it's not like you can't write it. We know that there's great writing here. Well, it, been you. It, yeah, you reminded me of the great thing with Civil War, where they said they kept screening it until they got to a point where the test screenings. And I like tweaking it, but until the test screenings were fifty-fifty, Tony and and Steve. Steve, thank you. How what quickly you, mean? you forget? <laughs> How quickly you forget um, our poor Steve on, on the, the moon. moon? Yeah. So, but you know at that point. So, and I feel like with Killmonger, they like I say, they kind of went the other way and and gave him very strong arguments and justification that that mm. would be even stronger now. I think, um, and I don't feel like we got that here because they were referencing something from 400 years ago and having no you know a very sith like no allowance for change and carrying the vendetta with them mm. also the whole we must kill riri because she invented yeah. invented this machine i mean i know namor doesn't necessarily know this but i'm pretty sure if they'd said look you're putting our entire civilization at risk please stop making these sodding machines, she would have gone, I'll stop making the machines. Mm -hmm. And if that meant she had to stay in Wakanda because the Americans would make her, then I think she'd probably trade that off. And and it's not like we only one person can invent a thing and no one else ever comes up with it. You know, history's replete mm. of these things. It's not like we lost how to do great inventions for one person not doing it. Actually, and that's, that's exactly the thing. Like, there's you have to take so much as read to get through all these things and to you know portray people as completely unreasonable and not open to conversation is also not what they're trying to do with Namor. They are trying to make mm -hmm. him on the one hand mm -hmm. like conversational and you know the way that he kind of introduces Sherry to the world and like they're trying to portray him as this sort of thoughtful, empathetic thing. At the same mm -hmm. time, kill the scientist. Mm -hmm. These are reasonably incompatible things. This is not mm -hmm. the delicate hand that mm -hmm. you know we we've seen before and and I don't think you should have to remake a successful film um as a sequel that's not what I'm saying mm -hmm. um I think I think that this really just showed how good the first one was and I don't know mm -hmm. if that's you know you set a bar so high but you're still making a marvel film and there's still certain boxes you got to tick and maybe that's just really hard work and goodness knows they had so much to contend with with mm -hmm. Chadwick Boseman and like I there was probably another film, and maybe this would have been very different mm. if it had been T'Challa mm. and not Shuri. So it, it sounds like it's kind of the story that's the yeah. thing here. And I, and I, I think, you know, not to put, want to put words in people's mouths, but it's hamstrung by having to do some of this setup that the Black Panther 1 didn't have to do. One of the great things with Black Panther 1, exactly as we've said, had the setup of another film coming into it, and the Black Panther mm. 1 didn't have to set up what was coming in the next films. It was just establishing this civilization, which as it turns out was very good because yeah. of the success of that film, it then became a much bigger part of further films down the line. I don't mind the yeah, setup. Yeah, that's a really good point. I like I like the setup elements. I like the things that are here with again a little later reservation. But by and large, you know, I I loved Riri. I was really happy with with that introduction, with um I think the way that she interacted with things, I agree that she got kind of a little lost 
perhaps right at the end during the fighting, but mm-hmm. hey, I think everything did. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think that her storyline was was no exception. But I I found it really interesting to have another incredibly clever teenage girl having to interact with mm-hmm. Shuri um, about these things. I just I really enjoyed that as um, a different take on differentiating between America and Wakanda, and I mm-hmm. I got quite a lot out of watching that dynamic i found that really compelling um so for example that was a setup i liked i really liked riri i just with everything else that's going on in the film it felt that there wasn't enough time for her um and therefore what her impact on the film didn't feel that she was just another fighter in the fight scenes and and as far as you know using her sciencing um that is a word i've just made up (laughs) Uh, in order, you know, to help with when they're doing the kind of pre- preparation montage for taking on the um, um, what are they called? Ta- talicans. Talicans. So the preparation she was doing for taking on the talicans is building her new suit. Mm. So uh, again, that could be lifted out. So I would have loved to see her in um, introducing a series, so we could have a bit more time with her and develop her character. However. I absolutely agree. I wouldn't want to sacrifice the interplay between her and Shuri, between her and Okoye. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that scene in her dorm room, loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it was actually some some um, levity, which I think the film really needed because I think it went a bit too somber mm-hmm. with the amount of um, levity they they'd taken out. Well, not taken out, but I mean, compared to the first Black Panther, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of wit in that. And I can understand why they did with this, but even I went to a funeral on Thursday and we were still laughing, you know, mm-hmm. and it it was, you know, humour is everywhere and you need it even more so when when there are dark times. So I just felt that went a bit too far. One thing I did love, I was saying about with the um, telecams. I'm trying to refine what I'd said earlier. So I think there were amazing elements of design, but I think perhaps it's the character bit that was missing. But some things I really loved is that siren song. That Mm. was creepy. Mm. Um, And the way they'd just pop their heads out of the water and then suddenly these people would be uh, hypnotised. And also the water bombs, which is really nice contrast to what we normally see, which is just big flamey explosions. Mm. Um, And then them diving up on whales and yeah quite different to the aquaman version of the steeds yeah this felt a bit more realistic <laughs> than the um the sharks and the as, as my dad said it's very dune having whale riders in this way oh do they like the worm riders i'm not yes i don't think that's in the bit of dune i've seen okay i mean the film ends with a shot of does it of him riding a worm. Not him. They see a, someone. Anyway. Anyway. Do they? Anyway. I need to rewatch June. <laughs> Stop spoiling the end of the film I've already seen. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just finally on. Mm. Sorry. Just finally on Namor. Uh, he's a mutant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was there. Yes. That was interesting. That is an aspect. Him being a mutant, fine, great, cool. They're, I think finding an interesting way to thread mutants into this world, mm. fine. 
the wings on his ankles did not work a single bit for me. <laughs> and and I, I did enjoy, I enjoyed the Aquaman film. So in some ways for me, mm. all of the underwater stuff, I felt like, okay, but I've seen this done really well elsewhere. This is a, yeah. and I feel like they're trying to differentiate themselves because, because oh, it's been done so well previously, in, in my opinion, of course. Um, but name more specifically, every time we had to see them or something with them, I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> They took it took a while for me to get used to them, um, but I mean that's a key thing from the character, isn't it? In the comics, I, 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 I would I would his... assume so, but it's yeah, not like we haven't changed ankle wings other characters to make them a little more. Uh, you know, yeah, but he is he's meant to be like a demigod. I liked him. Yeah, I, I was all right with the wings. Okay. I, it was it was silly, but you know. It's Marvel. Just <laughs> I thought they would. I thought they were, once you, if you accept the concept, I thought they were done well yeah. as far as very fluttering. Particularly when she, yeah, when she slices one off. Yeah, Ooh, that was very effective. That. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, sorry, Matthew, you were going to say something about fifteen minutes ago before I interrupted you. No, so um, you know, I was saying talking on story and the instruction of other people, and I mentioned Martin Freeman. I think I think if we're circling around, Martin Freeman is the one thing I would like. I don't know why he's in this film, um, other than to set up what's coming with other bits of the franchise. Mm. I didn't assume that was anything to do with anything. Have I forgotten something that's coming? You yeah. have, which is okay. fine. Well, right. maybe not. Did you recognise his ex-wife? I I recognised her name, but I couldn't place her. So she is Contessa Valentina de la Fontaine. Yes, and she's... director Contessa. What is she from? So she was in our favourite Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, that was her. And our actual yeah. favourite. And our actual favourite Black Widow. Yeah. Oh, she seemed quite different. I think the character was quite different. Mm. Yeah, mm. like less very chill, really more down. brutal. Yeah, because mm. yeah. she was quite quirky, you know. Yeah, I think they. I'm doing a. I don't know what shoulder shake. <laughs> She was just kind of like and quirky, and I thought it might be yeah. her. And then I thought, no, this is a completely different character. No, that's her. That's Val. Oh, yeah. We didn't. We didn't know she's director of the CIA. That's new, or his ex-wife. Mm. I'm not sure. I like her as the director of the CIA. CIA. I, think I preferred it when she was a bit more shadowy. I mean, sorry, the director of the CIA not being shadowy, but <laughs> you know, like in the yeah. genuine shadows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Does that mean that, that all these people she recruited are now in the CIA? Well, 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 Might be a film coming up. Oh, good. Uh, um, <laughs> Let's get to the heart of the film. Oh, I wanted to say something about Martin Freeman oh, okay. before oh. we get to the heart okay. of the film. Okay. <laughs> just, to, just so that you mean just... he's not. <laughs> but. Um, you know, since like Sherlock episode two, I've not been the biggest fan of, of Martin Freeman. Um, and didn't, I mean, it was fine in Black Panther, but I felt like he was much, he, his accent seemed much better in this one, which I thought was interesting. Like, I just felt like his accent was not good in the last one, but then I thought it was good in this one. I mean, I'm absolutely no judge of American accents, but I didn't look at him and go, oh, it's Martin Freeman, because the <laughs> accent was. I don't know. I I found that I found that quite notable, and 
because I didn't realise it was setting something up and because I wasn't sure who his ex-wife was, I thought it was quite good. <laughs> and I think it also tied um, some of the other, like, the other we're not in Wakanda and we're not under the water scenes together um, because I think it, you know, it, it located things in the world, the surface that people are planning to destroy. Although if all you show of the surface is Martin Freeman, you have a slightly different conversation about the <laughs> surface value, maybe. Um, anyway, I just, I felt like it, it joined things up a bit. I, I, uh, I felt like he's potentially, he could just be a lamp with a post-it note on him. To or give maybe. them a bit of information, an information they could get from anywhere in the same way I feel like the the Riri Williams edition was just get some information and another character they want to do stuff with they could do in a different way. Mm. But I think Riri so. would have really felt like she was just kind of floating if but if we she hadn't. Is. Good. All right. Um, <laughs> we're not going to work. Perpetually floating. Without the hand. Less you know, grounded. Yeah. Like Matt Damon mm-hmm. in the end of, end of The Martian. Good, that one landed, didn't it? Wow. I smiled. <laughs> it's great on a podcast. Anyway, I, I didn't I didn't hate the Martin Freeman thing, but I does that mean we're gonna have more Martin Freeman in, in other things? Yes. Now? Very yeah. nice. I think well, really? I don't know, but I'm guessing yes. Mm. Also, by the way, olive oil, does it go off? Do you know? I was like, <laughs> how do I know if my olive oil's going off? I was just like, what are you talking about? Like I'm Really? Uh, you know why they had them? That it's because she's meant to be Italian. Really? Well, I mean, she is meant to be Italian, so. So she had to make her a comment about the character was olive oil. I mean, I olive oil I mean... experts tell us, but I've definitely used olive oil that is like twenty years old. So. Yes. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> yes, that's vintage. No, it's just I had it when I was in Cardiff, and I thought oh, I would be fine, and it was. Welsh vintage. <laughs> Apparently it does, oh. but it takes eighteen to twenty-four months. So maybe the implication is that he's had it so long and doesn't cook with it. Mm. It seems a weird line to. Mm. Anyway, uh, do you know what it was? It was probably improv, hmm? uh, wasn't it? Could be, could be, yeah. yeah Just like do something with that. something in the kitchen. Yeah, get a thing. Yeah. She could have thrown a bread roll at his head. <laughs> I want to see that take. Okay, we, we've been going a while to not touch on the the, the, the core of the film. Um, obviously, this was, in some ways, the eulogy, the the moving mm. on from Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa um, after he passed away 2019, 2020? 2020. Um, I think it was very effectively done. I think it was very emotively done. Mm. Do either of you have any specific thoughts on it? Cried a lot. Cried at the beginning, cried at the end. Second viewing, cried at the beginning, cried at the end. Mm -hmm. And I think they handled it the best they possibly could. Um, I don't actually have many notes on it because it was just, I just thought it was beautiful. And the the funeral scene Mm -hmm. with everyone in white and the dancing. That slow motion shot of the dancing. Stunning. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then the mural. Mm -hmm. And... um, and before that, the um, the Marvel eye, um, eye dent with the, mm-hmm. and particularly the shots they chose, you know, just and there being no music. Because I think I, yeah. I should go back and check. Did they put that eye dent at the beginning of Captain Marvel? No, they had um, at the beginning of Captain Marvel. It was all Stanley. 
Okay. Because I feel I, so this is the first yeah, one. I feel like there was there was they have done this somewhere, but I, I, oh, but with T'Challa. With Jenna, I thought maybe they had, but but maybe I am conflating it with Stanley. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Might it have been at the front of What If? Yeah, they might have possibly, done something possibly. then. Anyway, that would have anyway. been about the right timing, wouldn't it? Let's let's ignore sure. that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I genuinely don't know what to say. <laughs> um, and it was a very tricky task, and I think they pulled it off brilliantly. I appreciated that they didn't specify anything too much. It, it was an illness. Shuri tried to mm-hmm. save him. It. I really liked that we came in with that and had that happen kind of in film. It was, I wasn't expecting to come in there. I was expecting it to be very past tense. Mm. And and I I sort of couldn't really imagine how they were going to address that. And I actually thought it was just very respectful and sensible. Mm -hmm. I thought it was great writing. I thought it was, it was really well done. I thought um, everything about the opening was incredibly moving. And, and yeah, the, I don't think was the bit that, that made me cry particularly. Mm. Um, really well done. Exploitative at all, no. which it so easily could have. Mm. It, it was room to be sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think you're right, Abby, with the the way that they dealt with it. I, I haven't really thought about it too much, but I think if I had had to pin it beforehand, I would have assumed that it would have happened before the film, mm-hmm. and then we'd be dealing with the you know after. I wasn't expecting to see the funeral and. And all mm. of that, but I think it was, I think it was really needed. It has an aspect of catharsis. Given the impact, mm. Mm. yeah, absolutely. It must be an incredibly um, bizarre to film, given you know knowing yeah, him. I bet, I bet it meant a lot to to put it all together. Yeah. Um, Abby, you you said there about it, you know, not being too sad or exploitative and and being the right thing. Uh, but my one note on it is. I feel like the ending sequence with the fire goes back to grief rather than moving on. In the same way, the the sort of that whole opening sequence is about the grief of it and the impact of it. Mm. There's something in that ending that is more she's uh, has the sadness of it rather than the this is this is me moving on and and just expressing it one last time. And I but I, and I think for me that particularly comes from. I, I I absolutely adore that the grief over him is what spurs on her story in this and and keeps mm. driving her and we're seeing what she's going through trying to process this and we get we get to have every part of that discussion of what it means the anger at the world for, for what it happened uh, the anger at him for keeping it quiet the anger at Killmonger for burning the herb and and you know all mm. all the aspects that in dealing with grief you are angry at every single aspect of it and flailing around because you can't do anything about it. Mm. And, and I think that's so well done. The way Angela Bassett's character described, Ramonda described, you know, going through the ritual and feeling him with her and helping her move into her life. Mm. I don't feel like I quite got that from that last scene as much. And perhaps this is my expectation as much as I expected to. I didn't feel like we were meant to get the completion of that. I feel okay. like we were getting Shuri acknowledging that she had work to do and mm. her going to the fire was the, and, and burning the funeral outfit. Now that she has even more work to do was, was the beginning of that. Mm. Okay. I, I, I agree. It certainly didn't seem like the end, but it felt like her beginning to accept that, that she has to go about things in a different way now. Because mm. I think Ramonda says that because you burn the funeral clothes a year after the death, that's the end of the mourning period. 
and then from then then you start to move on true and so okay. i think mm-hmm. with with mm-hmm. the scene with shuri at the end to me that was her because when when she's in that scene with ramonda she's saying i can't think about him if i start thinking about him i'll burn the world down and everyone mm-hmm. in it and this was her literally we see that you know the flashbacks to her thinking of um, flashbacks that are her thoughts of him and so this is her actually starting the process of moving on Mm, um, okay. by being able to think mm. about him. That's how I read it. And then, should we continue on to the... Continue on that scene with the no, post No, because we left. There's nothing more in this film. Let's stop talking <laughs> about anything more they're going to introduce. Good. Good. Was there something else? I I, I wanted to just... I don't know what if, if whilst we're on the topic of grief and funerals, mm. um, I was not prepared to lose Angela Bassett here. Um, And I didn't expect that. And I've found, (laughs) having just kind of gone through all of this Mm -hmm. in in such a a, a measured and respectful and kind of dramatic way, and then we kind of had a fast-forward version and I was not (laughs) quite... I mean, I'm sure the point is that, you know, nobody in Wakanda was prepared for this. Mm -hmm. Um, A lack of preparation to go through so much is certainly you know part of the story here mm-hmm. um but yes I, I was quite i think i was i was so surprised that it was happening in the story of the film mm. that I, I it slightly took me out i think because i had expected some level of of process so much that then i was like oh and now we're doing this in the film context as well mm-hmm. and um and that's happening and obviously it was incredibly sad as well Mm. Um, but I think it just yeah was caught me quite by surprise. I, I wonder um, if some yeah. of that is is the uh, I, I don't know something about the uh, your view on centering Shuri in the story because it feels like an absolute prime example that should be taught about kill your darlings and if you're going to put your character through something put them through the worst thing you can come up with for them and don't be afraid of what that's going to do to them because you'll get a better story out of it. So it, you know. Killing her mother, the thing that is sort of giving her any form of stability and security that she doesn't have to take over things yet, is probably the right thing to do from a writing perspective. But really hard from a story perspective when you love Angela Bassett's character and maybe Shuri isn't the reason you go to the film. I just, again, it just felt like I don't don't want Angela Bassett to have to go mm. so that we can watch two people fight each other that I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. fight each other in the mm. first place. I, I think, again, it's it's that. And I don't have a problem at all with the film centering jury. And I, I thought that in some sense, her arc was excellent and really interesting. Mm. And there were things that were really well done. I thought the acting was spectacular. Absolutely. Mm. My goodness. I mean, what a task. Mm. What a task. And, you know, obviously it's, been a lot of difficult times going on for the, for the actor over the past couple of years and it was just what, what a lot of work mm. was done in this film um, but I I just think without sort of wanting to take anything away I just I really don't like Kill Your Darlings I don't like putting your character in the hole just so they can climb out I, I don't find it mm. the most effective way of doing things I think with this, I would say you did need to take the Queen off the board. For Shuri to actually take the leadership position, I don't think she's going to do that while her mother's around. 
but but doesn't it sort of just show how flimsy <laughs> the choices are in a sense and i again it just felt like everybody kind of following shuri into this um surprisingly casualty free scenario um was a it just it made it all the weirder i think um sort of people unquestioningly following with these massively high-powered high-tech new things mm. and just kind of going yeah sure let's 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 do the war on on these people that that's that's how we do that <laughs> well it was interesting of that with um the conversation between shurian and baku when he's sort of saying they think that he's a god if we kill him that's not the end of it that's the start of it and we will uh, you know eternal war and she says, was my mother not worth eternal war? And he's like, no, <laughs> I don't care, you know, how amazing she was. Mm. No, <laughs> one person. And, and she was amazing, don't get me wrong. And he says, no, of course she was. But and you think, mm, I don't know, that was the best counsel you could have given her. Yeah, I love I know he goes on to but... say she wouldn't want that and no. I don't want that for my people and what have you. But I think he could have pushed back a bit harder. But one thing I am incredibly grateful for is they gave Angela Bassett some stuff to mm-hmm. do before she was mm-hmm. taken off the board. Yeah. I mean, that scene in the UN is just... Yeah. Majestic. Exquisite. Oh, and I think mm-hmm. her and Majestic, Okoye later that's on. brilliant. Yeah. You know. Oh. That was hard. Yeah. Both. And the thing is, the strength of both of those mm-hmm. women, whilst tears are coming down... Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I was going to say rolling down the face. It, it was a rather elegant single tear for both of them. Um <laughs> But, you know, and you're just like, oh, I love that because you are both so strong and you are both so tapped into your emotions and it doesn't have to be a an either or. Um, mm. And, yeah, I just, I mean, the amount of incredible female characters front and centre mm. in this is is just, and, and the acting from both Angela Bassett and Letitia Wright in particular. I Coming into this film, I didn't want Shuri to be Black Panther. Mm-hmm. For me, the obvious choice was Nakia mm-hmm. because I don't really understand. The heart-shaped herb gives you strength, speed, all that kind of stuff. I don't think it gives you fighting skills. And we've got Shuri is suddenly this amazing fighter and also really adept on a motorbike mm-hmm. when before she's been, you know, the quirky... Sciencey princess. Sciencey mm. princess, yes. Um... And I do, I do miss the Shuri from the first film, with that kind of impish, fun. Mm. Now, given her brother's died, we're probably not going to get that. So fine, um, but I don't hate what they did. I still think Nikki makes more sense, but I, do, I like the design of the new suit. And I thought the, um, I thought the fight at the end was pretty good actually. If we're going to have a, a fight. Mm. I can't remember any of that like third act in terms of the fighting. I can't remember anything that like I went, Oh, it was cool when they did this thing. It was it was fairly and I think some of that is also because I'm still put off a bit when they do the oh, it's a video game character. In the final like one on one fight between her and Namor, when he, he stabs her through the gut mm-hmm. with the spear, and I did have a moment, oh, oh my god, because that looks bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did think, oh my god, he's going to kill her. So that I think was, you know, 
impressive, I suppose, mm. from one of the many, many Marvel fights we've seen. I also thought Okoye was going to die at one point. Mm. Um, the fight on the bridge with the axe-wielding Talakan. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name of. There's I had it. One stage. Atuma. She's Atuma. Oh, thank you. There's one stage when I think he forces her to run into either his axe or her spear, I can't remember. And she hits the floor and she's sort of dragging herself along. And I thought, oh my God, they're going to kill off a Koye. Um, I'm glad they didn't. Mm. But mm. I think I'm just a bit tired of, of that kind of mass pushing people to the edge of plausible life. And then they're all fine. <laughs> mm. it's, people um, get stabbed mm. a lot in Marvel and Star Wars. And, mm. and then get up. Mm. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how Shuri survived that. I'm guessing it's something to do with her suit or something. Doesn't the suit have healing the, something, the herb. something in it? Oh yeah, I suppose the herb. Mm. I did like the way that they got her the herb back. Yeah, I like that a lot. Thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we started seeing that. I was like, ah, and it's in the bracelet. Ah, I can see where this is. But it, but it was quite you know quite nicely, and and there was no problem with them setting something up and delivering on it. It's probably good for that. Um, so so we, there are lots of other characters we could run through, uh, and we've mentioned most of them. Um, we've men- mentioned most of them. Um, okay, obviously great, wonderful, amazing uh-huh. dramatic moment. Michaela Cole introduced as Annika. Yeah, um, yeah. Apparently has almost this, exactly the same screen time as Martin Freeman. <laughs> really? It felt like there was more I of her. Cut Martin Freeman out of this and just have a post-it note on a thing somewhere uh, and give more <laughs> to her and Riri Williams. I really liked um, Annika. Mm. The, the problem with the introduction of her is then we got barely any AO mm. Florence mm. Kazumba's character. Mm. Yeah, which seemed a bit strange, but yeah, you know I liked strange. her. I didn't love their was was it Midnight Angel suits? Midnight Angel. The blue suits. Yeah. Did not need mm-hmm. that. Okoye doesn't need further mm-hmm. zhuzhing, you know? <laughs> She's pretty zhuzhy. Again, it's power creep, though. If you want humans to go up against mutants and superpowered mm. beings, you have to give them things. Um, we have mentioned M'Baku, Winston Duke, mm. who I feel like was like Wong, effectively there for comic relief and occasionally sage advice. That's an interesting point. And, and it's... Yes. It, it it grated a bit by the end, I would admit, because I was like, oh, Winston Duke's about to speak, it's going to be a joke, and then something sensible. Okay. It was almost a sort of substitute father figure at, mm. at one point, and, or older brother figure. Yeah, I, I yeah. love, you know, transitioning him into actually having... You know, because he's mm. supposed to be a leader, so he does have experience and, and thing, but he also has a very different view from having been an outsider. That's cool. This is a good way to go. Just a bit less, he's the one who's supposed to make everyone laugh. And and it was that thing in the cinema, and there weren't many people in the cinema, but people were laughing at him just saying stuff. Like, I know that had the structure of a jokey joke, but I don't think it had the content of a jokey joke. Yeah, I think perhaps that wouldn't be as noticeable if there were other moments of mm, comedy or mm-hmm. levity, but it, well, it did seem to be... There was occasional ones, like I said, with the, the, the dorm room scene. Mm. But it was pretty much down to, to him to deliver that, which I mean, he does very well. Yes. I think I would have liked to see more of the kind of... 
the leaders with their people as as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean I don't know if again that's just saying well there's already a lot in here, but you know we met these areas of Wakanda and and their leaders and it all got quite small and brief I suppose. Although it was nice to see everyone. You talk about the the different tribes in Wakanda. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they do just seem to sit in that room a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a return from Michael B. Jordan as did. Um mm. I did not know about that. Okay. No. It was Yeah. God, I thought it was great. I think I just expected it as a what well, well oh, everyone loved he? him for the first one. They they're gonna find a way to shoehorn him in. So as soon as it's she's going to the ancestral plane, it's like, ah. This is ah. clever. This is the way you do it. Yeah. I assume there'd be a know, flashback or something, but yeah, I had actually before the film, I had a thought that there might be a flashback mm. with him, but then when I was in the cinema, I wasn't right. thinking about it mm. at all. It, he was very good. It was a great scene. It's you yeah. know the, the surprise of it being him and mm. not mm. someone else that we've already met. I absolutely loved that for who it would be as well. Mm. I just I felt like mm. that worked really well with where Shuri is. Mm. I just that was that was really good. Uh-huh. And gets us away from the why was it not T'Challa? Mm-hmm. And mm, it would have been yes. it would have been too easy to have been Angela Bassett, and it it would have been yeah. an interesting surprise to have been her father. To be fair, mm. um, but Killmonger's the better of those two options. Mm. And I thought he was written fantastically yeah. in that scene yeah. because it was still very much Killmonger from the first film, but there was this element of I don't know clarity. Yeah, I want to say it almost felt like he sort of moved towards kind of a goodie, but not, you know, in the way that he was a complex he villain. He never thought he was the bad guy. No. Yeah, exactly. Is he more like a complex hero there where, you know, he's advising her and yes, OK, he's advising her not to do great things. But he's, you know, when he talks about T'Challa, he says he was too noble. It's not that, whereas I think previously he would have used less um, complimentary language. <laughs> He would have well. I think he called him weak in the yeah. first film. Mm. So I think it seems to be sort of that. And obviously he's wearing white, so he's clearly now a good. <laughs> but it was really affected then when the flames came up, and you had the purple of the ancestral plane, and then the flames. I thought that was absolutely mm. stunning. Mm. Definitely. And we had Lupita Nyong'o back as Nakia. Yay! It, no, I don't know. Except, well. This is the really weird thing. I didn't expect her to be in it much. And I don't know if somewhere there'd been... She had filmed something else at the same time. Because it really was noticeable. There were only certain characters she was in scenes with. Like, for large chunks of it. Um, Mm. I I don't know if at some point I'd read something about it. And who she could film with. Maybe it was that she was in whichever country Letitia Wright was stranded in. So they got to film all their scenes together. When Letitia Wright oh, couldn't... Of course, I forgot this was COVID. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. Letitia Wright didn't get vaccinated and so mm-hmm. couldn't rejoin yeah. filming and all this sort of thing. Um, mm. Peter Nyong'o is mm. one of the most enjoyable people to watch on the screen. She's incredibly beautiful. She's incredibly yeah. talented. It was wonderful every moment she was there. I'm like, yeah. I wish she'd been Black Panther as well, but I don't see them hanging the franchise on her. So, no, certainly yeah. not. And this section is just me talking about how good she was. Like, I mean, I, all, all we can do is take her. So yes, yes, I mean, it could have been a 50-minute podcast talking about how great she is for significantly <laughs> fewer than 50 minutes. Um, I think we'd all having to say it. Um, yeah, she was great. I know. 
I read the, uh, an interview with her, so I think it was her, who said that she couldn't swim very well. <laughs> so I had to do quite a lot of training. Well, because there was a thing about several people learning to swim for this. I think Neymar learned to swim. Yeah, I think Neymar also Ryan wasn't Cooper. particularly. I think I heard something. Oh, yes, he I did. Yes, I saw that. Yes, yeah. he did, because he, he sort of said, well, my actors are having yeah. to, so I'm going to. Yeah. Mm. Good for everyone. Good. Absolutely. Swimming, it's good. Um, and there were various other characters in this that we can probably comment on or things. Um, I don't understand why Lake Bell was in this. Cause every time they <laughs> reference a scientist, I'm like, oh, that's Lake Bell. Because that's Lake Bell. Yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. why is she in this really small role? And it, maybe she's going to be something in the future, which would be great because love her. But I think she's a bit dead, isn't she? Did they kill her? I thought the point was she got away on... Oh, maybe she did. No, Namor grabbed the back of the helicopter and chucked it into the oh, ocean. Okay. I think she's a bit oh. dead. Oh, why was that Lake Bell then? I have no idea. <laughs> anyway. No idea. And Toby Ziegler appears to be in this. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I was delighted to see Toby. What a joy. Always good to see Richard Schiff. Really interesting, because Richard Schiff has just been in, I think, um, God of War Ragnarok. Big new video game. And and apparently he is great in it, I would imagine, as some sort of god. Um, But there was a whole thing that his... He was offered the role, and his son said he had to take it. And his son then wrote, like, a two-page thing on the background of it. um, So that he could (laughs) go in and... uh, Because I think they still wanted to hear him and talk it through with him. Mm. Um, it didn't say audition, mm. but it did also say about talking. So he prepped him with what this world was <laughs> and why it was it, it was good for him to take this role. So uh, it called him rocking up here because it doesn't necessarily feel like the sort of world he'd normally show in. Well, yes and no. If you're going to have him in the MCU, then definitely yes, he's in the UN or he's in the <laughs> <Yeah>. White House. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was really interesting that obviously uh, Ramonda was saying that you know all of you after our vibranium and he has the opening that you know it's not fair give us some vibranium um but it's actually not the u.s that does the attack it's france mm. yeah that was interesting yeah yeah you know i don't see you putting it as being the u.s mm. as being the bad guys here that's my run through of characters if unless anyone else anything else so uh what else did we want to touch on what have i not picked up that we want to talk about um, I would like to talk about the end of the film, mm-hmm. both the end and then the uh, post-credit. Let's. You're going to make me talk about that, aren't you? I am. <laughs> Those so, credits were really good. I really enjoyed them. Do you know, actually, I really like that song. Yeah. The it's a nice song. song. Yeah. And in fact, I did like the credits where it was the burning um, mm. funeral clothes and the, the beautiful weaving pattern thing. I don't mm. really know textiles. But before that, we went back to Warrior Falls for the challenge for the crown. Mm-hmm. Mm. And whilst expecting Shuri to come out of the... What are those? They're not spaceships, are they? Chopper. Like planes? Mm-hmm. Planes. Ship. Posh plane. Ship, thank you. <laughs> when uh, we're expecting Shuri to come out of the ship in order to uh, stake her claim on the throne. Instead, we have M'Baku saying that Shuri's not coming. Mm. I thought this was very interesting. Mm. My read on it is that they've agreed this and they're going to split the roles. Mm -hmm. Is that what you had thought? 
I think it's left deliberately ambiguous so that the writer of the next film can decide mm. what it means. Yeah. I thought it was a bit of a cop out. Mm-hmm. That's a cop out. Way of saying it, but yes, yes. <laughs> I thought it was like, why, why do it at all? Why have that uh, scene? What I was think, it for? Well, for me, it's because they're setting up that he's now going to be the leader of Wakanda. I think it just makes Sherry look kind of rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she she is, <laughs> and and that's again leaning into yeah. some of that. But. <sighs> They just followed her to a massive water war. <laughs> and now she can't even be bothered to show up and explain. Does it, does it say how much later this was? Yeah, but she hadn't had her vaccine, so she couldn't come and be at that scene. So why have the scene? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, it, it must be setting something up. But I, I don't know, my, my feeling isn't that he's trying to grab the throne. No, no. Mm. Because I, I just don't think Shiri's that interested in being no. the ruler. And this way she can go off and have adventures of Black Panther without having to worry about what the River Tribe's up to. Mm. Okay, well, that was shorter discussion. <laughs> well, I think the film doesn't know. Mm. So, yeah. so, you know, much as much as we can all speculate on all the possible things. Surely not. I'm just not sure it was it was <laughs> the thing to put there. Yeah, uh, but I think it makes sense to have Mbaku as a sort of de facto mm. kind of... I wonder if that was a longer scene because that is a hell of a lot of setup. With that's why I'm wondering the... if, as, as Matthew says, because she couldn't come and film that. They could have had a stand in. I mean, if it's in the suit, but she can't be in the suit because she has to be stripped of the um, the herb and everything. It's like six Which million people. She's never going to win that. Is she? If anybody challenged her, because she's not going to have that power anymore, and she's a scrawny kid. Well, this is this is also the thing. I'm like. Most of them probably aren't going to fight the nice princess that they've known all her life. No, I assumed it was going to be, if she had turned up, it would just be a um, a like crowning, a, really. Yeah. In the same way that with the first time T'Challa turns up for that, mm. it's a surprise that Mbaku actually challenges mm. him. They think it's cool. everyone's going to say, no, we're not going to challenge, so you get the crown. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. But it was a lot of money on costumes and people and what have you for the amount of time we had anyway mm. so and after that we then have the post credit scene what did we think of this i think if we hadn't just seen the exact same post credit scene in she-hulk it would have been different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100% my thought of like, oh, cool, we're just doing the end bit with the introduced <laughs> thing where they mocked themselves for doing this scene mm-hmm. like hmm Speaking of undercutting things, I just was not sure about that. I thought it was delightful. Oh, okay. Good. (laughs) Okay. I Can I ask for a second to get past my baggage with it then? Okay. Think about this. Well, you don't have to agree with me. Just to think about the scene, if I judge it on its own merits. I can't. I can't. No. No. (laughs) What? Well, why? Why did you? Why did you love it? What did you love about it? I. It was particularly when he says that he's Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa, and that made me burst into tears again. Um, and there's been all of the, you know, uh, sort of on a meta level, there's been a lot of argument about, you know, should actually T'Challa be recast because he's such an important character. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Um, that although obviously the respect for Chadwick should should we lose that important character so early, you know, just after his first solo film. Um, and so I thought this was a nice way of answering some of that. I thought that kid was damn adorable. <laughs> I mean, delightful. And, I'm, not, and I'm not blaming this on the child, just just to be very <laughs> I clear. How dare you? Are you the child was great. Okay, can I then? Really um, good. <laughs> yeah, you can do what you like. <laughs> um, and I really thought that is some damn good casting because it absolutely looks like that could be the, the son of Lupita Nyong'o and Chadwick Boseman. Mm. I don't know, emotionally, I absolutely bought it. When you think about it a bit more. <laughs> when you engage your brain for half a second. <laughs> yeah. Then, what earth does Shuri not know about this kid? So, the minute Angela Bassett said, there's something I have to tell you about your brother, I spent the yeah. whole rest of the film going, what was the thing? <laughs> <laughs> and I got to the end of the film and I turned to, <laughs> turned to my wife and said, what was the thing? <laughs> She was like, what? And I was like, what was the thing? And, and she was like, just watch the credits. And I did. And then we found out what the thing was. But <laughs> Because I was, I had missed that the first time round. I think because immediately you get elephants screaming in their name or. Um, and so I'd forgotten after they yeah, said I'd that. Yeah, I'd utterly forgotten it until you said it, Abby. That's such a good catch. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, only, it was on my second watch. Then I, I, I'm like, oh, wait a second. What is the thing? Um, because before before my second watch, when I'd forgotten that, I was really kind of like, wait a second. No, sorry, I'm getting mixed up. During my second watch, he's one of the kids that is that welcomes her mm. when she goes to visit Nakia. Oh, really? He's one of the three kids that also goes with her to Nakia. And I thought, well, this is weird because she is not reacting to him in any way. And I don't know, I don't, it, to the point that it felt... On the second watch, it felt a bit weird. It was kind of like, does she know that's who that is? And then when you come to the actual, what Shuri actually says is, did did my mother meet him? So then I started thinking, well, she met him, but did she know who he was? But then with the thing that was said, um, you know, about the something I need to tell you about your brother, she must have known. Is that I'm when she met him? Like she hadn't been introduced? But she just has no reaction to him at all. Not even the kind of reaction you'd have like when a load of cute little kids leave the room. You might turn and smile at them, you know? I mean, obviously you didn't want to go, oh, that one's my grandson, because that kind of throws mm. the rest of it out. But I don't know, it, it was almost cold mm. when, it's when you start looking. It's another one of those things where it's like, why Why did you do that? <laughs> mm. It would have been better just not to have him in that scene. Uh, but anyway... Then you sort of slightly wonder if um, if there was more, mm-hmm. like if there was an introduction mm. or if there was something where they, yeah, we're going to do something else. I think you do often end up sort of with that with Marvel films, like they shoot so much film. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd be a bit hacked off if I was Shuri. Yeah, that I think that's the other thing. Like we've just had Shuri kind of going through all these things and so much stuff. And that's really a very large emotional blow mm. to end a film with. You know, your family who aren't there anymore hid this thing from you for reasons, none of which surely apply to you, somebody who could have gone and visited 
and well she wasn't around for a lot of it was she because looking at the time Nakia left Wakanda six years ago when all the Thanos stuff happened so mm. I assume that's a snap mm. because T'Challa disappeared mm -hmm. then mm. and so she had to go off and be broken as she put it so he's then gone for five years he gets back I think he dies not long after he gets back yeah I mean it's so, not... and Shuri was snapped as well oh yeah mm -hmm. I forgot so she's been around for about a year and a bit of this child's life. Mm. But during that year, she has been mourning her brother when you would think someone would have mentioned, here's a nice comforting thing, he's got a kid. Mm. Yeah. Or just, here's something you should know. Yeah. <laughs> just in case now, because hardly any of the family is left. And I understand the keeping him away from the pressure of the throne, but... Am I right in thinking that Haiti isn't the most secure location? I mean, how secure is anywhere these days? <laughs> no, but I think... Well, the, the Wakanda's probably got more places to live remotely, you'd think. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Know, if you, you, could, you could be raising your precious son behind the, mm. the shields of Wakanda. Um, but then yeah. also, I suppose, if wanting to kind of go and do things in the world and do good things and, mm, no, and that's true, true. what that's she wants to do. it is it is and i think and, and that, especially because they well, say she wanted to leave after yeah. the snap she didn't mm. want to be in that situation and i i, I think mm. i can buy it because there's also the aspect of how you know the part of the point of this is that this is Shuri's journey in dealing with the grief and dealing with the the pressures put upon her by the throne and the black panther and and you know the situation and uh, it doesn't say it, but I can rationalise it as they didn't want to either put that on her or risk that they tell her and something happens. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, you find the right time for it. And it seemed maybe her mother was there at, the right, at that time. And then mm -hmm. the world changed. Just remembering as well, earlier on in her lab, Nakia tries to call her and she won't true. take the call. Mm -hmm. and That's true. That's and they mentioned and whatever the AI, yeah. yeah, whatever the AI was called, said, "Well, perhaps you should." And she cuts him off and says, well, "You should go back to doing your character." Trevor Noah, as it turns out. Yes. Mm. So when when oh he was there yeah, yeah. yeah. when when oh. it, they get a Jarvis Vision version of Griot, Trevor <laughs> Noah would be great in that. You know, I'd be here for it. <laughs> hey, maybe that's what we're going to see in Armor Wars. Yeah. Okay. Anything okay. else? Yes, I'm done now. I am spent. Um, I the music. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, I wanted to mention the music, um, which mm. I thought was really standout. And I could tell it was really standout because I started to recognise different people's themes, even as I was oh, cool. watching the film, which <laughs> is like n not my greatest skill. But um, Ludwig Jöransson, um back after... Uh, wonderful work with the first film and this time um, so I read a bit about the music because it's great also particularly like sure is angry synth music I will just go and listen to that that was that was great I loved it um, but apparently he did a lot of research with um, Mayan music archaeologists mm. um, uh, who recreate uh, Mayan instruments and they excavate where, where um, instruments have been excavated from graves and things they've analysed them and like sort of seen how instruments were made and what they would have sounded like and all of these things and he worked to 
sort of try and recreate those sounds and understand how that kind of music would have worked mm. and used um you know musicians from across that culture to to develop that music and i just i i really like it when large budget things contribute to real world research mm. and um sort of restoration and creativity i think mm. in in those areas and it, it is just really kind of worth going and having a read about um his work and his process and it's um and all the people that he's worked with and all their work that they do it's just it's a great thing and it makes me very happy that you know for all these are you know big budget blockbuster films they are also concerning themselves with um yeah protecting real world culture and i think that's really important if you want to make films that draw on those things i think it's really nice to kind of illustrate and give back and try and be accurate and also creative yes so mm. all good like on that front i could really see myself being very happy if he gets another oscar for that nice yeah brilliant it's really brilliant impressive. work i don't suppose it's a nice neat article we could link to pretty sure i can find some that would be fabulous thank you i will look and a couple without the the visuals they did yeah, the, the, i feel like there's been a lot this year on afrofuturism um and black science fiction and so on and i feel like they they pulled a lot of that into here both visually and audibly audibly audio mm. or, or in the sound um <laughs> and it was great it was really nice to see this is in some ways why i would have wanted less like going to america and stuff like stay where you you know and do more even just in africa and talk about some of the politics you know there's other things they could have mm. done that would have been really cool but i love what we got uh from those those perspectives just can we just play with the toys we have for yeah, a little yeah, while? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop introducing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like running out and buying more mm-hmm. toys. Although I would have had the neighbourhood toys. To, that one's fine. <laughs> I suppose we've got to make more toys. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to sell new toys, Laura. That's you know. Do you learn nothing from My Little Pony? You've got to have a new thing. <laughs> well, we could have had the Anika toy. Mm-hmm. We could spend more time mm-hmm. with her. Yeah, and then Io, some more time mm. with her. And she mm. could have had a new outfit or something. I don't know. That's true. Well, there were new outfits. on the toy. I mean, not the character. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had a realization the other day, and this is this is a little bit of a downer, slightly sad thing, but but it's still mm. still a realization I had, which is in some ways also a you know mere culpa Matthews changing his views in the past. I was annoyed at the end of Infinity War. Because they had already announced so much stuff coming up that as soon as certain things happened, I was like, well, you know, mm. clearly going to be undone. That's not the greatest cliffhanger. Come on. And people made a very fair point. Like, yeah, of course, it's, you know, of course, come on. It's superhero stuff. Come on. But it was the point at which T'Challa was turned to dust mm. that I went, well, no, they've already announced the film. So, of course, they're going to do Black Panther 2 with him. Of course, he's going to come back and do that. If I had mm-hmm. known then what I know now... <laughs> I would have been like, yeah. wow, that's a way oh. to write him out of this, you know? Mm. And I only had that realisation mm. because someone shared a clip of someone interviewing um, Bo- Chadwick Boseman after Infinity War and saying, like, you know, but w- what's your character going to do in Black Panther 2? And he's like, but I'm dead, so I'm not going to be in Black Panther 2. Oh, and again, oh. it, it hits very differently now. Well, yeah, um, gosh. And and we are talking about a film that they didn't plan to make. No, absolutely. In this way. absolutely. And that's I think that's really important for all I want to be critical of it. The turnaround time. Mm. The yeah. plague and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I I'm 
there are lots of things I didn't enjoy, but it, frankly, it's a miracle they got it. Yeah, and done. and and dealing with his in in I, I think in in general and overall in a really mm. good way. I think this was it almost felt like since Endgame stroke the pandemic stroke Chadwick Boseman passing away, the MCU has been sort of holding its breath and being like. What do we do? How do we move on? And so on. And this, you know, whether it, it completely sticks out for different people, I know there's lots of different views, mm. but it did do a thing of, okay, now let's move on from that. Let's, we've given the story that we wanted to give about that to give everyone a mm. chance to think and remember and cry and, you know, mm. partake. By far the best MCU film this year. Mm. For me. There was Thor mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange too. Oh, well, we know yeah, what I okay. thought that was. So, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? was another one. Hold, please. There was a list somewhere. Uh, I just have a feeling there were more than Ms. three. She helped Moon Knight, Hawkeye, Multiverse of Madness, No Way. Oh, and No Way Home was the very end of last year. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just... I do think that um, it, it's strange how um, well this holding pattern has sort of chimed globally mm. <laughs> with mm. with everything. And it, it's weird that there's been this kind of period of time where actually we all had a bit of time to watch the TV box sets and, you know, I suppose just let some of it sit mm. a bit. And I think it's going to be weird when a new phase and arc kind of really kicks in because we have just sort of been wrapping up bits and introducing bits and just kind of, I don't know, almost going to the shop and getting the stuff and laying it out and going, so what have we got? (laughs) And I'm interested to see if they are going to kind of really try and go back to ramping up a big single arc. It should start in February, I think. Mm. That's that's the beginning of Phase 5, isn't it? Mm. Quantumania? I believe so. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't know yeah, if it, it formally is or not, but it feels four. like it's, you know, having now mm, seen the yeah. trailer at the beginning of this one, so. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Fingers in ears and la 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 all the way through and, it, both and, times. You know, it does feel a world away from where we were this time last year watching Eternals. And mm. just get, you, you know, mm. having some of the same complaints about the amount of stuff going on and some of the story choice and so on, but it, it is nice to be back at least with some of the toys that we like playing with. And not just having to like learn yeah. all the new stuff and okay, so mm. how does this fit in with this history that we knew and what about this thing and uh, Yeah. Mm. No, these very much feel like the the special toys, your favourite ones that you play mm. with, I think. Mm. Okay. I think that wraps us up. I think we've got, we've got a lot of ground there. So thank you very much for, mm. for joining us on this journey. Thank you, Laura and Abby, mm. for joining us. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Um, find us on social media platforms, whichever ones exist at the time, oh, you, yes, at the time you hear yes, this. That's true. I'm called. It's been a while since we recorded, hasn't it? I'm called Matthew Bowes, so you'll either find me or some guy in his trunks looking really hot. Which is also <laughs> me. What? Let's go with that. Have you never looked at Matthew Bowes on Google? Everyone go. I'll be I'm honest, no, to. I haven't. Everyone I Google Matthew Bowes, that's 100% me. It's fine. We will include a link in the show notes. <laughs> do either of you, do awesome. either of you want to share where people might be able to find you? 
Um, I mean, if if the um, rusting bones of Twitter remain, there's a post at the top, which I will keep updated with where you might see Perfect. me around. Uh, and uh, I am somewhat in the process of extricating myself from Twitter, so I'm afraid no. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be at, at Eloquent Gushing, which I do look at. Uh, on Twitter, so um, yeah, send me secret messages through that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can absolutely contact the show Eloquent Gushing on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, look us up on Patreon if you like our shows and want to support us because we do a whole range of different things. Um, you can look look us up on eloquentgushing.com and support us patreon.com slash eloquentgushing. So we'll be back in the new year. There should be some new shows coming out. Sooner We're than not going to be back in the new year. That, You're Matthew. never going to hear from us again. <laughs> Shush, Matthew. Which, which way do I take that? You're Death, not going to hear. We're going to be back us. very soon. <laughs> not from you, Matthew. Most, we know what's coming. The, we're going to be back very we're, soon. We're going to track down the other Matthew Vos on the uh, on the Google, <laughs> and, and he's going to replace you. Vos from Leeds, and I'm here to yes. tell you about my swimming trunks. He's going to wear his swimming trunks. That'll be a more visual show. show. <laughs> we'll live stream. He'll fun. do it. His name or name or exactly. <laughs> Anyway, you'll hear from us very soon about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming yeah. out on the twenty fifth of November. Twenty fifth of November, the most exciting event of the year. As if Abby will let us get away with not talking about that. As if, as if I'll let. You. Yeah, exactly. She. <laughs> as if Abby will let us get away with not, not listening. listening to a yeah. talk about it for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Join us for that. We can't wait. See you on soon. Marvellous. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Oh, my God. the difference at all <laughs> uh, I mean the only difference I can tell between you and him is you have clothes on in your photos okay cool yeah I'm definitely getting linked to that it's hysterical I almost didn't save my recording as I was so thrown by that. In fact, I'm still recording. <laughs>